All right, so so Fletch, can do you know why I keep having you on? Because I edit the show every once in a while. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. But you also were the cause of the incident that shall not be named. Which one? Um, the the first one. Oh yeah, that's right. Common Rider football. Uh no no no. Be- before that, you're halfway there. Y- you just added some words from a more recent a- attempt. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there was that whole thing with the accidental genocide. <laughs> no, before that. Wait, that was after. <laughs> Never mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Got nothing else. <laughs> just, just end it there. We're good. Hello and welcome to Going Digital, a Digimon rewatch podcast. There was a colon in there. I'm Shin Garrett and knocking things over. <laughs> and I'm Fletcher, back from the ban again. This is with what? This is episode 103 with episode 34 of, of Digimon 02 and Atmon. Yep. I think. 34s. Yeah. So, uh. M- maybe we should just, uh, play the which episode was better first game at the beginning. I think we both agree it's gonna be the Atmon one. Oh, god, yes. Okay. But I guess we have to talk about O2 first. Yeah. And hey, if it makes you feel better, as the guest, I can easily sum up the plot and in under 60 seconds. Oh, sweet. You should definitely go ahead and tell me about it. Well, you see, this week we discover that Black War Greymon has a secret uh, trauma in his past, which drives him to fight the Destiny Stones because every time he does, he sees a vision of something he thinks can challenge him. Therefore, he's not doing it out of malice, but because he longs to have that drive that is at the heart of everyone to push himself beyond his limits. And this just means that he happens to be working in the same way as Arachnamon and uh, Mamimon. Also, Holy Anjaman appears and gets clowned on. Yeah. That's pretty much what happens. I forgot actually that uh Holy Angelmon comes up and gets clowned down. It's just so funny because it's like, well, I can stop you. Your defensive game sucks and he like shoots on him. It's like that it's like that meme with the Gundam pilot from I think it's double O where they pull it from. It might be Iron Blood. Uh, IBO, but it's like, oh, I'm such a genius, and then it does like the, the oh no, to, yeah, the lines yes. of zoom motion. He's just like, oh no, that was Mega yeah. on this episode. That was absolutely double O, and yes, that is 100% his plan. <laughs> I'll throw you into a trash bin. Wait, <laughs> you can still do ranged attacks? Shit. This worked in the past. <laughs> This also, this also, blah, blah, blah. this episode also tries to, I guess, give character development to TK, and or also make a Jogress evolution plotline take longer than an episode. Yeah, you you feel like they had their backs against the wall, and maybe they should have gone with that rather than just like, 
using a thing that we can only do in the presence of a super item. Right. Yeah, because at this point, like, Crest's crest magic shenanigans doesn't don't work, should not work, but Holy Stone fixes it, because Holy Type Digimon do whatever the fuck they want. And you think we could have used that to power up Kyrie's Anja Woman, too, but, you know, what do I know? Well, no, she has a Jodress already. But you'd think two ultimates would be better than one. Well, a Jogress is an ultimate, though. Oh, okay. I will never understand the charts on these evolutions. Question mark, question mark, question mark, profit. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, also, because Sophiemon has the Kamen Rider Black RX belt, I'm 100% con- just convinced. Or that actually might just be the Rider 1 belt. It, 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 whatever, it's a Kamen Rider belt. I think I brought it up when it first showed up. If not, I'm bringing it up again. Uh, let me see. Here, let me show you this image of Sophiemon, and you can tell me which one it is. No, that's true. That is 100% a Rider belt. Anyway, bird feet aside, uh, that's... That's pretty much the episode. This is a very filler episode, and the only thing of note that's probably going to come up again in future is another Destiny Stone is down, and Cody is weird about TK because there's two sides to him. Sometimes he's the calm, mature leader, and sometimes he's so angry, and it's like, dude, he's 13. It's like they, it's like the monkey ball curled. It's like they understood that I wanted the Jogress to have, like, more of a plot to it, but then they did this. No, man, you totally just wanted it to be a thing where, uh, TK now has character growth in the form of sometimes being murderous? This is bad character growth. Yeah, it's not amazing. TK is not a very good character, I'm convinced still. But he's one of the only ones whose name I can ever remember because I always look at him and go, Oh, Hat Dork! Yeah. He upgrades his head every season. Which, to be fair, if you have Hat Game, you cannot continue to rely on the same hat every year. That's true. This is why I gave up Hat Game and just decided to start growing long hair. There you go. They, like, almost tried to, like, do the the PTSD with, like, Angel Mom dying in front of him the first time Angel Mom showed up and things like that. Like, we flash back to 01 to show that part, and he has a nightmare about it, I guess, or he has a nightmare, a nightmare about the future part. Either or. Yeah, but that was also part of the fact that this is such a filler episode that there are about 3.5 minutes of animation reuse. And that's in the English cut where it's an 18-minute episode. Yeah, that's true. Um, But Mummymon's gun is a Ghostbusters beam. That's kind of neat. That's true. That actually rolled. So, here's a confession. I actually didn't know part of this because I watched the English version of this one while I was grinding out uh, murdering every monster in Lightning Returns last night. So I didn't actually have context for anything <laughs> until this morning. All I heard was the audio. <laughs> that was probably an interesting way to to experience this episode. Yeah! Kill them! Come on! No! What is it with TK? <laughs> yeah. What is happening? Yeah. Oh, oh god. We, we didn't talk about the distortion-like theories, which are bad. Like, 
So what they do is they they draw a line for each parallel universe, which is fun. Mm. That's not they're not parallel, but they're universes. Well, I guess when you draw the line, they are technically okay. Whatever. They could intersect. They don't have to be fully parallel. Right. Well, see, that's what they should have done. Like the distortions, how they seem to want to explain it is they would have the lines start to cross over one another. Mm. Instead, they just turn it into a spiral where they still never touch. I mean, that's still parallel. Right. But then that's not explaining the distortion part because they're still never intersecting. Well, distortions are clearly like a static spark between the two where something from one gets transferred to the other in a burst. Right. So wouldn't they oversect or intersect to make that happen instead of just the whole all universe is spiraling and never touching? No, it's like uh, you accidentally put your hand near a spark plug in the rain. You don't have to touch the thing to be close enough that the charge just bursts onto you. I guess that's fair. I think they Cars. could have used a better image for it. I, perhaps, but, you know, this is what we're working with for children. I mean, it would have been easier to just have the lines intersect. What can I say? This this week isn't a week of episodes teaching children about things they don't need to know. Yeah, that, that's true, I guess. But yeah, also, it, like, Izzy shows up at the beginning and upgrades the D-terminals and Digivices to uh, detect distortions. Well, yeah, but that seems like a thing we should probably have done when things like uh, Big Evil Murder Mon starts running around the real world. Right. Which is what happened previous to this, so it works out. Yeah, that's, you know, there's a lot of that going on. Man, there's also so a lot of Big Evil Murder Mons. Yeah. There's also a plot hook to just do, like, parallel world humping. <laughs> Whoa! Jumping, not humping. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what acts you can do with a portal. I thought you said pumping, which is like, oh, we're just going to mine it for its resources, but... Oh. oh. Well, I misspoke either way the first time. I meant uh, distortion jumping to just go to a bunch of different parallel worlds, and that could have been an interesting hook that the show did not take. I thought you said that one of the seasons involves Rio. Um, Rio's brought up in like episode forty of the show, but they don't do it, even though they have the hook was right there. Oh yeah, Rio shows up in Tamers. He does this thing. That's the th yeah. I I know one of you told me that there's a Rio eventually, and he's just like, "Yo, I can fix everything. No, thank you." Well, yes, but yeah, that that's in Tamers. But then also here, Rio shows up in a flashback when they try to somehow make Ken's backstory consistent. Hmm. So they throw it in at the end of the series instead of, you know, back when they were talking about Ken's backstory. No, it's cool. Uh, but nobody needs a backstory for Ken right now. He's just a normal average teen who has Digimon and uh, mental issues. Yeah. Although, to be fair, I think every Digidestined has some sort of trauma at this point. I think that's a part of the the contract. Alright, so, when choosing a Digidestined, is it Ava-style, or do we do it like uh, Madoka, where there's just a dark pact? Um, I think it depends who you are. Okay. So you think it could be a combination? Um, it could be either or, or both, yes. Gotcha, gotcha. My mother- Is that you, Mom? She says, hugging Agumon. Agumon is very weirded out. Yeah. 
I mean, it also comes into play with uh, with the crest being either the trait that they're strongest with or the trait that they're missing. Oh, that's right. The Digimon world makes no sense. I forget that sometimes. Yeah, also that. Also, yeah, in the sub, they Gabumon shows up and he's like, hey, Agumon told me Black War Greymon has a soul. And instantly I'm like, why would you be listening to Agumon on things like this? Yeah, isn't Akuman's main trait when he's in Akuman form, I'm hungry? Yeah. I hunger for souls! <laughs> Akuman is not the one I listen to for, for deep uh, existential uh, conversations. This is sort of like the time that I kept doing all the goofy impressions and putting uh, philosopher quotes in his mouth, huh? <laughs> That's pretty good. Gorge, Sora. Do you think God stays in heaven because he, too, lives in fear of what he's created? <laughs> yeah! Don't quote Spy Kids, too. <laughs> uh, I wish I could say that was only Spy Kids, too. Uh, that's the one I remember it from. That's cool. I also think of the uh, minion with Steve Buscemi's face when I say that, so. <laughs> that I haven't seen. Oh, I gotta so... show you that when we're done. So that's going in the episode notes. <laughs> oh, boy. Lucky everyone. It's alright. It's it's very cutesy. Oh boy. Lucky everyone. Look, it's just as safe for children as the terrorism plot in Atwimon. There is a... You just really want to talk about Atwimon, don't you? <laughs> well, what more do we have to discuss? Um... Hang on. I'm glancing at my notes. <laughs> if you got something, hit me, but... Oh man, I came up with I headcanoned a plotline where um where Cody and TK did a failed Jogress and made some abomination. Oh god, I would love some abominations. Um, because that would have been a fucking awesome plot twist where they try to Jogress when they don't understand emotions and just something awful comes out of it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if this episode were not clearly the animation reuse hour, that's a thing that they might try. They've only really done, like, the failed evolution just that one time with Ty. And those times we don't... in in No, with Ty. We don't talk about the times that they do it in Try. Words oh. are hard today. Oh, Try is going to end up having, like, monsters in it, too? Uh, Try did. Uh, I, I can tell you, you can just, like, either cut this or overlay it if you want to know. Yeah, I've never done one of the uh, music overlays. Let's do that. But it happens. Okay. Yeah, uh, all I know about Try is the fact that I accidentally made a lost meme out of one of the trailers, and that has outlived me on the internet. <laughs> I've seen it come back to me from people who I never knew. So that's, that's hilarious. Weird. That's very weird. <sighs> Man, that is like the best five minutes of Digimon ever created, too. Digimon has such strong hooks for, for directions they don't go in.
I thought you said it was a strong scythe. Heyo! Boo! That was actually pretty good. Thank you. But I have scythe on the mind because that's a new item in, in Smash Brothers Ultimate. Oh yeah, that came out. Is that worth picking up if I only do single player? The single player is supposed to be like 30 hours. Maybe I'll get it on discount sometime. Um, I, I think like I'm, I don't, I, I can't even tell how far in. I don't even think I have like half the cast unlocked yet. And I'm in maybe like a good like solid like eight plus hours so far in story. All I know about it is people have shown me screenshots of one of the, are they assist trophies or whatever? The characters you can oh, summon? Oh, the spirits? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's also yeah. assist trophies. There's both. Okay, well, yeah, someone showed me Paws. Who? Paws from uh, Metal Gear. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her ability's a thing. One of, like, my strongest equipped characters is, is Metal Gear Rex. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so, so in the story mode, you get, uh, you get spirits that you can, um, uh, like equip to your character for like stats or whatever. Yeah. And one of them is just Metal Gear Rex. Or one of the Metal Gears. It might not particularly be Rex. I don't know my Metal Gear lore that much. Is it the old boxy one or is it very angular? It's very boxy. Okay, that's Rex. Okay. So, yeah. So I have Rex and he gives me like, he makes me faster or something and he has three slots to equip other things to it. Wow. It's pretty good. Uh,. The pause one is possibly the darkest joke I've ever seen in a Nintendo game, so. Well then. Here, I'm going to put the music back up for a second. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus just, fucking Christ. <laughs> and I know where the music just ended. <laughs> we go from that to... Did you have anything more about the O2 episode? Hmm. No, not really. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird that just, like, no one knows what destroying these stones is supposed to do, including the villains that want to destroy the stones. Eh. We're not really expecting amazingly thought-through plans out of Digimon villains, except for the guy in the first season who did explicitly that. So is that, like, is that, like, chaotic neutral? Very much so. Their goal just appears to be, uh, we're evil, kid. <laughs> 
kind of. I think, I think Mummymon is more chaotic neutral. Uh, Arachnemon is more neutral evil. Well, I think Mummymon is chaotic horny. Chaotic neutral is the worst alignment to play, though, so it counts. Um, it depends how you play it. You can play it where it's not the worst. But as written, it's very definitely the douchebag player you all want to kick out, but he keeps bringing the Mountain Dew Steve yeah. type. How I played my first D&D character that was chaotic neutral is I just rolled a d20 to decide if my character cared about the situation or not, and just hmm. went by that. That's reasonable. <sighs> I have since not made chaotic ne- neutral characters and have become a good person. I ain't gonna blame you. I don't play tabletop anymore for reasons. So that sounds like a story, but I won't ask about that now. Probably not. No, it involves a lot of alcoholism. Oh, I'll save that yeah. for going tabletop. Yeah, which we will do eventually. That's true. Fuck shit! I have to finish planning that. <laughs> I only have to edit. Um, okay, yeah, I think that's all I got at this point. Hmm. Oh, wait, do we do we say the name of these episodes? No. This, or, yeah. <laughs> Whoops. This episode was Destiny and Doubt, or in Japanese, Defend the Holy Point, or in Japanese, untranslated, Hori Pointo Omamori. Yeah. That's, but, uh, that's a very underwhelming episode, actually. Yeah. Where's that one? Come on. Come on, list. Load. Well, in English, I can tell you it's Thank you, future. Welcome to the city of AI. Thank you, Mirai. Jinko Chino no Machi Iokuso. I hate his fucking catchphrase. Yeah. Yeah. That like that makes no fucking weird. sense. So, uh, let's talk about the fact that the story in this one is much more interesting because all our children are invited to a floating island named L-Town where L-Corp has created an entire city run by AI. Oh wait, before you get there, we, we you should tell me about it in 60 seconds first. Okay! Anyhow, L-Corp Island, which is L-City, uh, robot butlers everywhere, the highways are F-Zero, Everything is run by Sayuki Knight, who is totally not anime David Hasselhoff, but he is. And as a result, he is the public face of Elcorp. He is the young genius who invented a bunch of crap. He is totally not a puppet of Leviathan, despite there being L's everywhere, and the fact that he shows up and threatens them to not do anything that would disrupt Leviathan's plans. Either way. And we discover that Digimon can be powered by human souls if needed in a pinch, and that this whole city is slightly sinister and just aims to, you know, bring everyone under the control of Leviathan. Yeah. Until the point where they try to murder the children, place doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> Until it goes wrong, it's fine. But they explicit. This isn't even a regular glitch. This is... We are explicitly doing a thing to murder four children. Right. Also, I want to point out, I'm glad you also noticed the F-Zero cars. Yeah! They straight up have F-Zero energy recharge tracks on the highway. Yeah, that's dope as hell. Yep. And I mean, we are closer to that tech than ever before between electric cars and 
wireless charging stations. But can't um those fancy new um bullet trains in like the in the tubes do that? I don't know, but I can't see why not in theory. I, because I I thought they were working on like prototypes of the of I forget what the trains were called the super rails or whatever. Uh, we're getting closer to doing that. That's fair. Which part do we want to go into first? The uh, pleasant facade of the episode or all the darkness under the surface? Um, I guess we might as well start with the pleasant facade. Okay. Though it, it starts off like that someone should have caught on that they all just happened to win this lottery. But only four of them, not all six. Well, the other two aren't uh, at mine. Or aren't Ampli driver holders. Oh, yeah. I God, the tertiary characters in this show are so easy to blend together. It's like, I thought you did something. <laughs> no, they don't. Okay. okay, okay. All the Ampli drivers that are social. So Ray isn't there, but whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, that. I, okay, cool. I knew there was at least one other Digimon. Yeah, Ray and Hackman aren't there, but... It's Ray and Hackman. They show up when they want to. That's true. Anyhow, L-Town uh, is, again, it's a big dome city that floats outside of Japan, connected by a light rail bridge. Which is really weird later when we see that it is mobile and can leave that bridge. Yeah, well, I thought I felt like it disconnected from the bridge or whatever, which caused it to start floating. Well, still, that's just a very weird thing that you made this modular. You don't really make snap to bridges a lot. Uh, well, the AI does. I guess. Leviathan does whatever the fuck he wants. You want to talk Great. about chaotic neutral? <sighs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm kind of into it. It's interesting. Like, I think it's simultaneously dumb that L does not tell anybody anything about what he's doing. And they're all just like, ah, oh, I guess Elle did this for a reason. I feel like there's a way that Elle could totally just, you know, it's false flagging things to boost its own popularity, boost Elcore stocks, a bunch of that stuff. Okay, I get that. But I feel like if it just comes out at the end of this and goes, we've got an AI, people who would like to willingly join in feel free. They could probably go a ways with this plot without having to murder anyone. Yeah. What do I know? Uh, more than this AI? Yeah, I, I also don't know the end game on the AI's plan, so maybe it actually does go here for a time. We'll see. Maybe. I, I think its end goal is to just kind of pseudo-take control of humanity, I guess. Look, fuck it, man. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, whatever. City's nice enough until it tries to kill people. And if you don't have those four punk teens, then it seems like everyone wins. Yeah, we get like this super personal story about this family that they visit and talk about how things are so much better now. Yeah. And like, not even in like the, the like, um, like we're getting this free stuff thing. It was like, oh, we have time to like spend with our children. Yeah. This is, straight up, uh, luxury gay space communism. Is that a reference to something? Oh! Uh, I, I'm almost tempted to tag in my wife here to explain this, but yes. To, to what? 
the basic gist is that if you provide things like universal basic income and a lot of assisted programs that should be basic, like housing as a guaranteed right for individuals or right. healthcare being something you don't have to bust your hump for, right? then if you are not constantly striving 40 hours a week to make the bare minimum needed to live, people are able to have the little bit of free time that they can use for relaxation or personal projects and passions so it's one of those things that in theory would lead to a lot more leisure and possibly better art and societal influence oh okay i thought when you said the term i thought that was like a reference to some like media thing i didn't know about well it's basically a meme that has ossified over time from luxury you know luxury space communism luxury gay space communism it's you know be gay do crimes the uh political setup oh okay except there are no crimes if you actually just like get to do what you want sort of like you would under this ai well yeah i mean but like murdering people would probably maybe still be a crime well yes murder would probably be a crime but if murder is your passion we can probably find a guy to talk that over with you You make a compelling argument. Yeah. <laughs> also, everybody gets a robot butler, and they're called Sugar. Yes. They're very cute. Yeah. The, the, like, the robot designs are pretty good. I'm pretty into them. Yeah, these are very 50s sci-fi, uh, not human, not fully human, Rosie the Robot kind of designs. Yeah, that, that's a good that's a good way to describe it. I think that's the best Western analogy I'm going to get. That's probably true. Also, they slide under there. They're just, they're just 3D printing the shit out of everything at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is very much a near-future, city-of-the-future based on current tech. So it's kind of impressive to look at. Yeah, which checks out because uh, Atmon was 2016-2017. Yep, because I have the dates right in front of me. Good. I did not. I took a guess, and I'm like, it was either last year or the year before. Yeah, this episode would have been May 27th, 2017. Yeah, it feels so long ago. I know, right? Hey, remember what that Aplimon looked like? This is what he looks like today. Feel <laughs> old yet? I don't remember <laughs> what the Aplimon looks like. That's okay, I was going to just post, like, a picture of the blobfish or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, Ari has fans. Yes. And by that, you mean five-year-olds who constantly call her explosive pants. Yes. It it still counts. That's true. She is the Minecraft of humans. Ooh. Ooh. It's not, (laughs) it's not, it's not good. I said the Minecraft of humans, not the notch of humans. That's true. Grandpa, Minecraft is great. Yes, it is, son. Where did it come from? Space. Space. (laughs) I I have seen that meme going around. It's a good meme. It is. They also might, like, secretly be, uh, be foreshadowing the next two episodes of Atman. Ooh, now I'm curious. Did you watch the episode previews for... I watched the preview. There's something about an election and something about uh, an evil mind control Digimon. Uh, probably the second part. The first okay. part is, um, so this two-parter, I, I've 
been warned about or not warned about that makes it sound bad i've been told about this being ex- exceedingly good if you like ari it's basically uh, earlier on they reference it oh kind of way back wow they mm. sure set this shit up but um so she's a part of that that group that has the 470 members yeah and uh the top nine are like the the Appleana gods or whatever so they're doing um i think like an election or a competition to reorder the popularity charts. That sounds right. The title is the general election of Apliyama 470. Yeah. So this is like the arc where, or the two episodes where Ari could works towards becoming one of the top nine members of whatever. The God nine, according to yeah, this translation. The God nine. Yeah. They, they specifically say the God nine in one of the episodes before. I also love it because I can only see a couple of forthcoming titles down the page, and one of them makes this sound like she's going to turn into something out of Tekken. Um, I think it's only 35 and 36. I think it ends at election results. The Hand of Devil Approaching to Airy sounds great. That's true. Basically what I'm saying is I want her to throw a Digimon into a volcano. That'd be sweet as hell. Wouldn't it? Like, I already had to wait, like, 30 episodes for Ari to actually punch something. I'm just saying, the character who is known for martial arts prowess and has God 9 and the Hand of Devil could fit into Tekken with a little tweaking. I mean, Dehuri is like that one anime girl that's a robot. That's true. Oh, man, you don't even know the Tekken rabbit hole. There's deadbeat dad kangaroos... There's Heihachi's private bear army. But the secret third podcast for the Rice Ball Network is the one just discussing fighting game lore. I could fill in on a lot more of that than I want to confess to. And then when we run out of fighting game lore, we just move into um, uh, shoot 'em up lore or STG lore. Because those get fucking crazy as hell, too. The problem is those are really, there's no meat on those bones. Our type lore is my favorite thing in the world. Oh, R-Type is probably the only one, and Gradius for some of the extended universe. Uh, yeah, I guess maybe, I don't know, man, but like, as soon as you bring in Toho, not Toho, um, no, the the game with the shrine idol maidens. Yeah, that's Toho. Okay. That's weird, because I said it, and then my mind pictured Toho Studios for Godzilla, I'm like, that's not right. I mean, you could also bring in their continuity, and that's crazy, too. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're STG games. They count. That's true. I remember having an Apple II bootleg Godzilla game at one point. It was pretty trippy. That sounds awesome. It's very weird because, like, Godzilla they put in blatantly, but they're worried about other companies, so, like, Ultraman <laughs> is knocked off, and things like that. King Kong isn't officially there. That's weird. super weird. Yeah. We should probably talk about Digimon, though, huh? Right, right. Otherwise, we're going to get down the hole and be like, EDF5 comes out on Tuesday, and I'm so excited. (laughs) This is a very good fall for games. It it is. I think EDF's honestly probably like the last game I'm buying this year. I am not allowed to buy any more games until I finish two more titles from my backlog. Otherwise, I eat a ban on SA. Ooh. Yeah, I toxed myself to knock off some of my backlog during the last sale. That's fair. What what are what are your two games you're trying to finish? 
Rock of Ages 2 and Lightning Returns. Okay. Well, Lightning Returns you'll probably finish because you have to. Yeah, but it's still a very involved game, and there's only so much monster genocide I want to do after work each day. That's true. Are you at the point where you just turn on Infinite EP and just one for one for all everything? Uh, no, I haven't even gone far enough in the days to get to one for all. I have just started day three. Oh man, are you just overdrive and then heavy slashing everything? Oh no, I have a new game plus file, so I have max stats on her, and I'm abusing the Tomb Raider moves Fatal Slash. Oh, that's the one where like if you're holding on in a certain direction, you uh you like do that weird lunge thing. Yeah, you can lunge, and then you can use it to backflip out with a huge evade boost, so it's basically a two-in-one move, and you can make a good combo out of it. That's pretty good. But it also doesn't have a finisher, so if you have infinite EP, you can continue to spam it and just, like, (laughs) until they die. That's amazing. I'm pissed that they didn't put in the the Aerith, or whatever her name is from Final Fantasy VII outfit. Mods, my dude. Oh, is that in the mod? I didn't yeah, look. Yeah, uh, the mods, just like for 13.2, uh, will restore all the Sony-exclusive DLC costumes. I'm not playing Lightning Returns again at this point, so... Oh, that's fair. I will dress up as Eris for you. How's that? Uh, I mean, you don't even have to. I was, when I was reading through like the walkthrough, they talked about how it was like a good garb in the beginning, because it had uh, it had Mediguard on it. A lot of the DLC stuff is pretty good temporarily, and then you start getting into things like if you did this side quest, you get Dark Knight. Hope you like everything uh, eating its teeth. I I used uh, the cloud the Soldier Cloud one till endgame, pretty much. Well, you know, if you need a good uh, offensive chart. So they get to the city. Uh, we're we're being shown the family. There are robot butlers. The family's pretty chill. Airy has fans. Yep. Oh, the one thing that isn't super safe is the giant building that comes out of the soccer field. You know, I've been watching Ava. This seems like 2,000 times safer than the buildings in Tokyo 3. That's true. I also got an Ava vibe from it as well. Yeah. And this one doesn't open up to have, like, a giant 50-foot-tall assault rifle in it. Man, that one, that would have been way cooler. To be fair, I also don't know if L is going to pilot a mecha as its human as its physical form later on, so we could be on for it. sweet. I'd be into it. Anyhow, at this point, we meet young Mr. Knight, because he walks out of that building on the balcony and starts effectively going, Yo, AI rules! to the crowd who all cheer. Yeah, I hate him, and he sucks. And he's a secret common Rider. Yeah. But I still hate him, and he still sucks. Not even that can save him. All right. And not even sharing the last name is Michael Knight can save him. That's true. And I and I like Knight Rider. I'm I'm a fan of the original. Uh the seventeen bad spin-offs less so. There's seventeen I only know of like the one from like maybe five years back. Okay, so there have there was that. There was Team Knight Rider where every where like five people got Knight Rider cars. There was did they combine into a Knight Rider giant robot? No, they just all had different cars, including one had a Knight Rider van. They almost had a good idea here. I know, yeah, it's... Well, this was also mid-90s syndicated TV. 
they almost had a good idea here. Okay, but think like a Hercules or Xena budget, and then try and imagine combining robots. I guess. I'm just saying, it would not have gone as well as you hoped. CG was not there yet, even in ugly form. I CG's not there yet, still. <laughs> no, man, I'm sure Voltron on Netflix is very good. I haven't watched it. It sounds like neither you have opinions. I. Neither, neither have I. I. I just know it has very passionate fans. I mean, I mean, we talk about bad CG. I I sat through the first season of the reboot. Reboot. You and my buddy Matt both. I'm I'm going to go through the second at some point. I swear. I I think you're both idiots for that, but I'm me, so I have no leg to stand on judging you. That's true. I just have to find somewhere to podcast about it afterwards. Yeah. Look. Wait until I get a little more free time, and if you want, I'll join you on that journey. <laughs> Be careful to what you agree to. Yeah, I know you and Decacast. Yes, other people have done this, and I've successfully started that at this point. I'm just saying, you're the one paying for hosting. If all I have to do is the occasional edit, what's in it for me? Oh, no. One hour a week of recording. Oh, darn. <laughs> Anyway, man, we're extremely off topic about this later half of Digimon, and you like this later half. I know, that's so weird. Um, anyhow, there's the, yeah, the knight shows up, gives a speech, and at this point he has a bunch of sinister Digimon, one of whom we will later reveal in the outro to be the super evil mind control Digimon, is just talking to him and being like, yo, kill children, and he's like, I should kill children today. So he sends out totally not elecmon.exe to murder the children. Man, Battle Network's so fucking good. Battle Network was excellent solely for some of its redesigns. And then there's the actual gameplay 60% of the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like 3 is probably your high point. I think it depends on who you ask. I... St- Stick with either three, five, or six. I, I'm I'm super. I'm the biggest fan of two. Yeah, I think it really does come down to which systems you like and how broken you like some of the newly implemented stuff. Yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, a- action card games are fun. Unless they're Mega Man Battle Network Four, never touch that. Uh, I thought four was okay. Four is the one where you have to play through the game three times to get a full deck. Yeah, and the and translation like, is like two minutes of work. I mean, five you have to play through twice, and then you have to play through those uh, SRPG battles. I really like the SRPG battles. I'm not super into them, actually. Once you get the hang of them, they're really cool, because it's like, oh, this is what this team does. Huh. I'll have to go back and replay it at some point. Oh, also there's there's floating cameras in this city spying on everybody. They don't, they don't touch on that for too long, though. Eh, to be fair... I kind of get it, given that if you do any sort of weird infractions, robot cops show up, or they are also used to deliver medicine to a... To the homeless? Yeah, I don't know if that's supposed to be homeless. I don't think you have homeless in the future city that's perfectly planned, but... But, like, he was totally dressed the part. Oh, yeah. The old man was very much dressed like a hobo, but I think it's just, like, old man in park is coming down with illness, so Nurse Spot arrives. Maybe. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt, because if you just start going, here's the city of the future, 
we have at least 2% hobos to keep with optimal population, something has gone wrong. Who knows? There's also a point where, where Eugen uh, tells Haru about cyber-terrorism. Yes. Cyber-terrorism. That's a real plot point in this. Yeah, because then it, it happens. There's there's cyber-terrorism in the form of electmon.exe, also known as Batterymon. So I have a serious question for you, and I'm going somewhere with this. Do they use the word cyber-terrorism anywhere in Try that you can remember? No. So... This might actually make Aplemon the deepest exploration of humans and technology in the Digimon franchise. Aplemon has always been that. It's just weird compared to we've had this cast that people have grown up alongside and we're trying to give them storylines and some of them marry and like they have relationships, but we can't talk about the fact that we are technically talking about living biological electronic weapons. I don't know, it's just like that's... That's not what the other Digimon series are about. Like they never really go out of the way to talk about to talk about that really. It's just weird to me. Like you could functionally replace the Digimon with like fantasy animals and it'd pretty much be the same show. Pokemon So anyway, they go to fight Batterymon. They fight him extremely poorly, if you ask me, because um all of them can go to like ultimate level. They could have just gone to Ultimate and fucking wrecked him. Or they could have before he started draining their powers, which I have to give him credit for being a dude who is power controlling. That's pretty smart to design him to weaken enemies. Yeah, but like, explain to me why the kids could not just lift them off of the the power taking away floor. I don't think the kids really thought this through, which is why one of them enters into a demonic pact with the Apley driver to feed his life force to it. I the, Oh, yeah, the, the Apley duo ex machina? Yeah. I just love it. It's just combination accepted. You. <laughs> okay, I mean, bro. I mean, but like, just the fact that you're just like, oh man, how are we going to win this? And then the thing just starts beeping. Yeah. It's like, hey, 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 hey. I know a way to fix this. It's just hilarious. It's like, yes, you can feed the thing your own life energy, and we're not going to investigate that right now. I mean, so they brought it up before, because, like, whenever, like, when he summons his Aplimon to Eugen, it does the the exception me thing, and when he digivolves, it uses it too. Huh. But apparently when you overdrive, which is the new term for this, it takes more out of you because you're, you're overdriving. It's pretty self-explanatory, actually. Yeah, you you feed your life force to your Digimon. Yeah. I find it really funny that Offmon's attack is to put Batterymon into sleep mode. Yeah, I mean... Offmon's good, except when he's not. Yeah, I recall hearing the multiple episodes about how he's not, actually. Uh, he's good when he's not. Just like the idea of like having the the attack of disconnecting something from the internet or turning it off is really good yeah um yeah but then they fight the thing and then common rider kit shows up to do something and you know we're we're basically talking about a dude who has a common rider helmet on and he common rider above the neck gundam villain below the neck kind of he, he kind of looks like um Kashrin too a little bit with like the whole white 
you can also go a little Kikaider there. Yeah, his he names himself Cloud for that, which is dumb. Yep. So, uh, shitty Cloud, as opposed to the cool Cloud we were talking about earlier, uh, shows up, goes, you know, if you submit whoa, to Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I don't think the other Cloud we were talking about before was is cool. I, I don't think either Cloud is cool. Yeah, but one of these Clouds is in the hottest game of the fall and the hottest game of 2015, Lightning Returns, and the other one is trapped in the weird alternate universe ghetto of the Digimon franchise. I mean, when you put it that way, both of them then sound pretty cool. All right, fair enough. Cloud is acceptable for now. All right, fine. Anyway, he shows up and basically goes, Yo! Submit to a Leviathan Mon. Yeah. AI is super great, huh? And then he leaves. Nobody tries to stop him. Yeah, they're just like, oh, he's human. That's weird. I'm not going to worry about it. And just in case you could not spell out that the new character was also the new character, oh, yeah. we cut to him in his tower, and he looks at the mask. Yeah, and when I saw it, I'm like, oh, I guess I guess that it was possible you could think that was someone else. Despite him being the exact same build and the only one who would be able to get around and also afford crazy white tuxes that would be a nightmare to dry clean. You know, counterpoint, though, what if it was a secretary? Right. Right. You know, that would actually be a clever subversion. Yeah. But it's not. And then also, the, the important lore thing here is um after the cyber-terrorism, they, they spin the news to make it seem like, oh, it's so great that they fixed this so quickly. And, like, it ends with their stock prices going up. Yeah, like we said, this is very much... This is what the world looks like to Alex Jones types. Ah, of course, big corporations did a false flag because they wanted us to believe in them. It's just, in the real world, that doesn't really work for a lot of reasons, and in a children's cartoon, sure, why not? A magical AI is going to take control of every single detail. So you're saying it's cartoons' fault that people believe in false flags? Uh, no, I was more saying if you believe that's a regular thing that's occurring in real life, you are about as simple as the average childlike viewer of a Digimon franchise. Okay. Because as much as we're praising the themes here, this is not deep media that is really holding up to any kind of firm analysis meant for adults. No, no, the, the deep media here, the, the deep media here is what you can extrapolate from the points that the show brings up, not the points of the show themselves. And the fact that we're familiar with some of the modern technologies that are being taken to 11 to make this world work. Yeah. Anyway, I guess what I'm saying is Alex Jones, closet Digimon fan. D didn't Breitbart have that article about why Digimon was better than Pokemon? Oh, you're right. That did happen. All right. So cool. We're uh, not Digimon. putting that in the show notes, by the way. Like. That's a hard forbid. But yeah, so this is a surprisingly good episode of Atmon, considering the kind of slack we've been going through recently. It's very nice to just get a good turnaround and actually start moving the plot along. Uh, yeah. 34 out of 52 episodes. Uh, so, I mean, like, I, there was other things that happened in the previous 34, though. Just like ever since the time slot changed, it felt like we were doing the beginning of the series again, except only with Eugen. That's true. 
And Offmon. Don't forget that wacky Offmon. I don't want to talk about Offmon. I'm Sleepy Chan. I don't want to talk about Offmon. I don't think I have anything else to say this this episode. Then, in that case, do we want to discuss anything about the future of Atmon? Wait, um, I'm going to be gone next week. Never mind. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah Cat will be back just in time for the two-part arc about her favorite char- character, Ari. Ari. Yay! Everyone wins. Sarcasm. <laughs> you know, I don't really have a sense of enough characters on app. Like, here is how I take them all. Haru is your plucky shonen protagonist who has Google as a friend. Yujin is totally not Kaworu. Especially in how he keeps, like, pulling powers out of his ass to save his love. Yeah, he's also probably not human. Yeah, I think... I'm getting robot vibes. That that was my theory. It's the only thing that would make sense with this show, so... At one point, I did open up his wiki character page, and I did spoil it in the first sentence, but I closed it out so quickly, I didn't retain what it actually said. Nice. Eri is, like, the Minecraft of people. We already said that. <laughs> Isn't Astro the Minecraft of people? He's the YouTuber. Oh, yeah. Well, he's the PewDiePie of humans. I'm just saying, that dude is going to have a heating, heated gaming moment sometime after this show ends, and then everything goes to hell for him. I forgot this was an audio-only podcast for a second, so my reaction on my face could not be expressed. And fifth guy exists. Yeah, he, he's 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 Hackers from the movie Hackers. Oh, right. He's, um, yeah. Male lead from the Angelina Jolie's chest movie. Yeah. Hey, Sorry, I, I like I this movie. It's a good movie, but as someone who grew up and was a certain age in the 90s, that is all that will ever be to me. That's fair. That's all it will be to most of us, even though we can still watch it and enjoy more than the chest meets. Yes, I did want to make that sound as disgusting as possible. Yep, you sure did. I, I think that's the first time I've heard, heard, heard that term for that one. I could have also used chesticles. No, I've heard that one. Yeah, I think everyone's heard that one because it's... Yeah. So this show is on the internet somehow. <laughs> at goingdigitalpodcast.com where there's links to all these neat things like emails and Twitters and other things. I am in no way including uh, Angelina Jolie's chest in the notes. Sorry, kids. Yeah, well, just watch Hackers. Yeah, you should. It's a movie from the 90s. I'm pretty sure it's, like, free on YouTube, or was free, like, for Thanksgiving week when they did all those free movies. Oh, man. You know what? I can't even judge that, because you know what we did for Thanksgiving with my family? We watched Mac and Me. Why? Because I was the only one who had seen it, so that meant everyone got to view all of that blind. So, like, so like how bad is that movie? Like, I have a bad movie night, like... Is that is that up there? It's very brief and it's hilariously stupid because did you know that Coke is actually a magical elixir that heals all wounds? I did. Did you know well, you obviously know about Paul Rudd's acting debut. That's true. 
Man, he's a real good Ant-Man, though. And then, of course, if you don't know how that film ends, it's a wild ride. I'll, I'll keep it in mind. So far, like I've I've won bad movie night forever when I when I showed Food Fight. Nice. I have seen that five times and counting. That's no, that's about the right number of times to see that. Yeah. I remember when the Twitch stream was running it endlessly, and that was pretty funny. That's hilarious. There was actually a channel that just ran it forever until finally someone figured out whose copyright it was and got it flagged. That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, last time, going along with Knight Rider, we watched the the Broadway production of Jekyll and Hyde starring David Hasselhoff. Hmm. I think someone said to me recently, and this has stuck with me, David Hasselhoff is not a good actor, but he's the best David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> and if you give him roles that David Hasselhoff can play, he's the perfect fit. I don't know if Dr. Jekyll was that role. No. But, um, yeah, that's there. Hmm. Um, is there anything else? I think that is it for this round of, uh, Digigoings. Okay. Um... The Digivolution will not be an act of cyberterrorism. And I have a haiku for you. Oh, Nit, give it to me. This is five words now. I am making this up on the fly. I don't think I did this right. <laughs> I feel like you had that planned. No, that was all off the top of my head. I don't which is believe if you. you. Count, if you count the syllables, you'll know how wrong I did. No, I'm pretty sure it was wrong on purpose. Nope, that is entirely faked, which is the worst part, that it almost worked. <laughs> um, good time. <laughs> See ya. And, and, and stop. Stop. <laughs>